Danny boy, Danny boy, welcome back to List Cloggers PTYL today. How are you, my friend? Are you well? I'm assuming you're well. Uh, assumed, well, yeah, you assumed very well. I am well, mate. How's things? How you been? Been good. Could be better, but being very good, actually, considering. Considering circumstances. Now I'm really well, mate. I'm going well and I've been good. Exciting times ahead at List Cloggers PTYL today. Can officially announce that next week we are back in the first episode of the new studio, the new Stewie Duo. New Stewie. And uh, I'm excited to see you. I'm excited to see you. Does that mean possibly once we contact YouTube, um, work out what's happening on that front, we might be able to put it back on there or not? Apparently, apparently that YouTube is actually out of COVID now, so they are out of the restrictions and yeah. we are back on YouTube next week. God, I know a lot of people obviously are very concerned about YouTube. Was it working? Is it still around? Definitely still exists, but it'd be good to be back on there. First holiday outside of lockdown, where are you going? Uh, oh, that's a great question. Great stuff. I'm probably Thanks. just going to go to, oh, mate, there's so many places in Australia or yes. anywhere. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going down to probably Tassie, I think. <laughs> You're going to Tassie? Yeah. So I've got you know I love down. Tassie. You do? You know yeah, I love Tassie. Unofficial and bad. I'll go to Tassie, I reckon, go down to one of my favourite bars down there, get put in a, a, new, a, a rear naked chokehold. Have a few drinks at the locals and uh, get your first flight out. Where are you going? Yeah, shout out to Tassie. I'm not going to Tassie. I'm going to get up to Sydney. Um, need to get oh. to that beach. Need to get the bot out. Need to, I used to live there, so if you didn't know, I've got a heap of mates up there. So, yeah, yeah. it'd be pretty cool to go up and see my, my mates and get to Sydney again. Let's get into the show. Bradley Kipling from 50 last Hey, enough of that bloody chit-chat, chit-chat. There's chit-chat. no time for chit-chat when you've got chit-chat. Now, what a bloody week it's been and what a bloody week it is at the moment and what it's going to be in history's time. Wild week, mate. Obviously, no footy, so don't know what we were doing. I mean, they had a little bit of footy on with the Brownlow and that was a little bit of a fix, but really, really messed up my whole routine. Yeah, the Brownlow was... Ooh, uh, how do you say this politely? The Brownlow was good boring as. to watch like... it. Like I don't get this feeling from priority pick, but from what I've heard from some people, I understand what they're saying when they say it puts you to sleep. <laughs> Mate, it's lost all its – it's not even good to watch. I obviously had my issues with trying to get it on the TV. I'm moving house and don't have the antenna fixture in the house to, to put it to the TV. So I know a lot of you were really helpful with suggestions on the night saying, have you tried you should putting just it on, put it on Channel, channel 7? 7. Yeah. Yeah, I actually I tried putting it on Channel 7, and then I tried putting the antenna in, and then I tried putting it back on Channel 7. That didn't work. Um, so I thought, you know what, let's just stream it on 7 Plus, the app. You wouldn't believe my eyes when they had from 7 to 10 border security booked in. I mean, <laughs> if you're going to not show me the brown low, don't give me three hours of border security that was filmed in 2008. I don't get it. I don't get it. It's Mate. a it's a great show. It's a great show, and it's actually a priority pick that will be up in in a few weeks' time. I love border security, but it's it's like they literally did one season, and they've just been using it for like the last ten years. Mate, it's literally the same stuff happens, and it was very it was a great show. It was very insightful. Like I know now how to lodge things up my anal cavity if I ever want to smuggle those through, you know, customs. That that was great to know. So I've tried a couple of those um, those techniques last night. Work a treat, so that's good. Do you know, do you know, that's good to know. It's good to know for future reference. Mm. Do you know what's funny with those shows, like Border Security, the, the people on there, they act like they're absolute heroes, like on there. And, and don't get me wrong, it's, it's a very like very good job. But like they're kidding themselves if they think they're catching everything that comes into the country. Oh, yeah. Like they, they, there's a lot of things that get into this country that they're not catching at all. Nah. So. I just wouldn't wouldn't be just patting myself on the back too hard when it comes yeah. to, to protecting the borders. Yeah, actually so true. Like They're obviously missing a shitload of stuff that's coming through that's bigger and more important. But when they catch someone coming through with 50 noodles, <laughs> good luck, buddy. We just stopped you. We've just saved the, saved the day. Yeah, when they catch some poor bloke that's come here from overseas and he accidentally packs some fruit, then, Get then on the he's the one ground. that's... He, Get on the fucking ground. <laughs> It's just not on. So yeah. uh, it's look, they're doing the right thing, but um, also pull your head in, mate. It's been a big week, as we said. The Brownlow, you tipped, I think. Who'd you tip? Uh, I had the top three combo: Bont, Oliver, and Ollie Wines. And you really went left field, which is great. Yeah, look, I just pick my mates. I don't really care who wins. Yeah. Um, I think I picked Gorney, Petrarca, and Jackson McRae. Yeah. And look, for those people out there, I, I got copped a lot of. DMs about that one this week. Um, I obviously just don't care about the yeah. Brownlow. I, I really had no interest in it at all. Just picking some friends. Do I think they're going to win? Don't know. Do I want them to win? Yes. 
Uh, but it was great to see Ollie Wines take it out. Yeah, good, great effort. Obviously a massive effort to take it to Brownlow. It's huge by him. Um, but even like just back on the coverage of the Brownlow, it was actually, maybe it's been like this for years and I just noticed when I did eventually catch the back end of it and the interviews, the first interview, they were like, I think it was Jack Steele. He was like 11 votes out with two rounds to go and like they were trying to build it up like he was a chance to win. Like impossible for him to win it. He's 11 behind. There's two rounds left. And they were like, so Jack, obviously we've got a photo here that you used to kick a ball with your dad in the backyard. Is this true? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Well, it shows, mate. Now, you're only 11 behind, two rounds to go. Good luck. Like, what the fuck is that interview? Like, oh, I love the stories. I love the monologues that they do. They got, like, <laughs> Bontem Pally. All these boys are like, yeah, you know, when when Marcus was a kid, he was good at footy. Oh, fuck me. That's That was good to know. I'm sure that he was good at footy. I, yeah. I, I totally get that. Like, yeah. it's it, that makes complete sense. I get they have to build the hype and extend the night out. But, like, oh, oh okay, Jack, obviously... When you were under 11, you kicked three goals um, in the grand final and, you know, we spoke to your parents and obviously they said ever since that day, they knew you'd be in the top 20 for the Brownlow. But, okay, cool. <laughs> Who fucking cares? Just get through the night. Um, exciting. Great effort to Ollie. Obviously, a huge effort. I don't think that Brownlow really matters anymore. I think it's kind of... It's not as important as the other awards going around. I tend to agree with you. And don't get me wrong, the Brownlow, it's the most historic award. It's good to win. Um, but when you think about it, like the other two awards that are rivaling the Brownlow at the moment, you have the AFL MVP award through the Players Association, which is basically, you know, your own peers pick the winner of that. So, like, the umpires obviously pick the Brownlow. The AFL Coaches Association, the coaches are picking the award. And the AFL Players Association award, the MVP, the players are picking it. So... You think about it from that point of view, like it's sort of interesting to think what it is. So in the AFL MVP, the Bont won that. Walsh second, took Miller third, and the players vote, obviously. AFL Coaches Association, Clayton Oliver won that. Bont came second. Wines comes third, and that's the coaches vote. Mm. Um, and then obviously in the Brownlow, as I said, the, the umpires vote. So it's pretty strange, isn't it? Like you want to win the Brownlow because it's probably like the most historic award. But when you think about it, winning – the award that's been voted by your, you know, following players and coaches is actually probably better than getting it from an umpire. Yeah, I reckon you're right. I think it's just, there's so many variables now with the Brownlow, like literally different umpires vote every round. So it can just go any, like they're going to have different views on the games and how they see who stood out and stuff. I'd rather like, obviously the players award and the coaches award, it's more consistent with who's actually watching the game and who has, you know, knowledge of what, actually happened in that game. But in saying that, good effort to Wines. Like, I'd love to win a Brownlow. It's absolutely, it'd be massive. I still want a Brownlow. Yeah, I could have as well. But he's, the, yeah. The coaches one is, the coaches one is actually the interesting one because, yes, you can be nominated by peers being the best player, but the coaches award, like, that means you're actually causing headaches, yeah. you know, for opposition coaches, which we never did. And no, I, I suppose I it'd be nice to, to have done that for anyone's ever done. I'm sure they'd be able to comment on, but um, let's talk, let's stop talking about things that we'll never do. Yeah. Let's talk about some things that we might do. Mm-hmm. And one of them being the Met Gala. That was interesting this week. That was in Paris. That was, was cool. In Paris. I saw a lot of celebs going. No, there it wearing... wasn't. It wasn't in Paris. Oh, it wasn't, wasn't in Paris. Oh, it's in, no, New it was in New York. Sorry. Mm. Told them. Thanks, mm. Mr. Sam. In New York, I, a lot of weird kids getting around. Jeez. Imagine you getting around there. You would absolutely fit in seamlessly there. I didn't I didn't oh, know. Yeah. Was it invite only? Like they don't invite everyone, do they? I think you have to buy a ticket. Oh. Invite only, super exclusive, we've been told. So Yeah, okay. Maybe um, I should do some research on some of this stuff before I talk yeah, about it. The Met was cool. Some cool outfits going out there. Some stuff was just weird, like Frank Ocean had like a green baby. Um which I didn't really understand. Maybe I was just viewing the whole Met Gala on a bit of a surface level. Maybe there was more yeah. to it. Yeah, but yeah you, that was it's just... like a vinyl, mate. You don't really get that unless you sort of have it in front of you and you can you can watch it, which is really cool. Yeah, so that's awesome. Hey, um, the world game, football. Oh, yeah, your mate. Can yeah. I say something before we get into this? Now, not priority pick this week, but I've been watching Ted Lasso. That is so good. What's Ted Lasso? It's like an unbelievable like series. It's just like... It's so positive. It's the Jason Sudeikis. Jason, Jason Sudeikis, that's who it is. And he's Ted Lasso, who's like an uh, American ex-football coach who comes over and coaches a EPL um, Premier League team. It's like so shit, but just so good. It's a feel-good. It's positive. It's just nice. I like watching it, um, but it's not the priority pick. But if you want and you do, definitely go and watch it. It's actually funny. Yeah, well, I, I need something to watch now that we're um, obviously going to be in lockdown for a little bit longer. But it says here, Messi got subbed in his home debut for PSG. So that's obviously in Paris, as we all know. Oh, 
sorry, he got subbed out. Sam's at something else. So mm. Messi got subbed out in his home debut for PSG. And that's obviously where, deal. Well, I just don't even know if that's actually true or not, so I'm not going to comment. You got subbed out. That's expensive sub out. Yeah. Oh, I didn't shake manager's hand post-game and was furious. Well, mm. Was Fish Fingers there? Fish Fingers was not there, though. Uh, maybe that's mm. why it was a bit flat. Yeah, I don't know about that. Isn't he like 47? Um, I know I'm 48 now, apparently, during the week. But Messi's probably around my age. Was he 34? 34 getting subbed out on a lot of money. You're 33. No, I'm not 48, apparently, according to some, something on, on Google during the week. Um, yeah, I don't know much about Messi. It, it sounds like a Messi situation. We'll move on oh. from that. Um, in the NFL, everyone's talking oh, about the moment. Yeah, I know you're big on this. I'm picking a team, though. I'm go picking on, a team. Who are you go for first? I'll go for the Rams. Yeah, LA Rams? Yep. They're the, you had to Google it. Cannot believe you just Googled No, I didn't. Oh, I am just checking the team that I go for. I've just forgotten their name. What they, what's their Where logo? They? I'll get yeah. it for you. I'm just remembering what they're called. Uh, now, they're called... Oh, it's the... Um, Buffalo Bills. I go for the Buffalo Bills. Who's their quarterback? He is a guy that has blonde hair. I just followed them on uh, Instagram, actually. I'm now an avid supporter of the Buffalo Bills. I don't know who... The, what his name is, but I'm pretty sure that he was a, he was a high pickup this year, wasn't he? Nah, Josh Allen. He was a couple of years ago, I think. Um, yes, a couple of years ago. Their quarterback. So now nah, you're close to it, mate. But it's so good. I get up 3 a.m. is when red zone starts. I mean, it's, it's really Mondays are tough to hang on all day. Once you're up at 3 a.m., just watching back to back to back games, split mm-hmm. screen, touchdown to touchdown, big play to big play. But I'm all over it. All over. You should you should um, get around it. I am actually getting into it. I told you I go for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I've got their. Their quarterback here, Josh Allen, who he is a good guy. I like him. I like the way he goes about it. I think they're going to be good. I think they suck at the moment, but they're going to be good. I'm getting on them so that I, you know, it's on a bandwagon type thing. Yeah, like, I think anyone here, anyone that goes for the Green Bay Packers, yeah, Arizona Cardinals, mm-hmm. the Kansas City Chiefs, mm. or the Atlanta Falcons, I just can't take seriously because like, I don't, I don't watch NFL yet. But even I know you're a bandwagon jumper. You're not allowed to go for those three teams. How do you know Four that? Teams. What gives you that feeling? Because that's what I'm saying. It's like they're just the most popular teams. Even I know those teams. And anyone that goes for them, I'm always just like, shut up. Yeah, it's coming from a bloke who who doesn't know anything, doesn't even know the quarterback of his own team or what they were called. Yes, I do, the Bills. Hey, I don't know I don't know if you spoke about this. Did we talk about me getting back in the ring for some reason? Uh, no, but did I tell you that I've had Aaron Sipos on Dylan Friends next week, oh, who actually is an NFL player, so I actually know NFL players. He plays, does he play? He plays as a kicker. Punter. Punter. That's and um, he's very good. He's a former St. Uh, St. Kilda player, and he plays for the Philadelphia Eagles, he does, which is another correct. good team, another good team that I like. Oh, sorry. He does, yeah, correct. Hey, Dan, Danny, as well, have you heard about Jordan Malata from, uh, from the Philadelphia Eagles? This guy, mm. he's from Western Sydney. Um, yeah. He couldn't even get a game in the NRL. He's previously sort of linked with Canterbury Bulldogs, uh, Canterbury and Bankstown Bulldogs, South Sydney Rabbitohs in the under-20s team. Couldn't get a game of in league. He's two metres tall and, uh, you know, 203 centimetres. He's 24 years of age. He weighs 160 kilos and he just signed under uh, just under a hundred million dollar contract with the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, that's that's a big boy. That's a lot of money. Maybe I should go a lot of money. I should have done that. After footy, I should have gone over there and become the world's best tight end in the world. Yeah, no, I, I don't think that would have happened. No, again, um, another opportunity gone missing. That's right. Hey, but you've gotten into boxing. You're a boxer. Oh, t- you're going to be a celebrity boxer. I'm excited about this. Mate, you should have seen my eyes when I opened my inbox on a Sunday morning, wherever it was, and this message slid in saying, hey, bro, looking to match up a couple of guys for our next celebrity fight night. Oh, my God, celebrity. On December the 17th at the Melbourne Pavilion in Melbourne, all fights are three by one minute rounds with head guards and big 16-ounce gloves. Then two opponents he sent through. Bryce Ruthven, married at first sight, roughly 90 to 100 <laughs> kilos, and Luke Pack and the... I don't know who the fuck those guys are. First of all, so I had to look up Bryce. Okay, so Bryce Ruthen could maybe wipe my weight division. Bryce Ruthen was on Married at First Sight. Don't know, I didn't watch it. Bryce Ruthen's five foot nine. I'm six seven. <laughs> Bryce Ruthen's five five nine and weighs ninety kilos. I'm six seven and weigh one hundred and ten. I would knock Bryce's head fucking off his body. And I'm 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 I know like I try and act like big and tough. I wouldn't know how to throw a punch, but you put a five nine piss ant in a ring with me, I'll put his head off his body. <laughs> And, and I don't know why why target me. Like, we spoke about this earlier in the podcast. Like, I get, like, everything everything with reality TV has to come an end. But if I ever, ever am in the ring doing a celebrity fight, everyone just come down and fucking you can, you can tear shreds off me. You'll never see oh, me in that ring. 
<laughs> I would love to see you in there. I think you're scared, to be honest. Wait, no, I so, but, if, but if I do do it, like just hypothetically, you you and producer Sam, you guys would think I'm really cool though, wouldn't you? Oh, like, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Like I should do it. Like really. You like, should be actually awesome. Let us that. know. Let us know if you want Dan to jump in the ring uh, and, and get that done. That'd be awesome. Just don't know what he was thinking. Like, why would I ever <laughs> jump in a ring? That fucking gives me anxiety thinking about jumping in a ring for three one-minute rounds with head guards on. Oh, goodness gracious. Um, moving on to the NBA, which we love. Um, yes. Dante Exum has scored a lifeline. No, is this fucking true or not? It is true. I don't this even know true. whether to read this shit out anymore because I don't know if it's true. <laughs> no, this is not a booby trap. This is true. Okay. So it's $20 million? Um, Who's that with? It's true, yeah. NBA, yeah. Dante Exum has scored what they call a lifeline contract worth of $20 million. Not a, not a, a lifeline at all. That's literally set life for changing. life. Yeah. Yeah. A lifeline is, you know, getting, you know, if this happened, getting cut from the Suns and then like Carlton or something picking you up for like 55K or something. That's a lifeline. So does this mean that they, so with these contracts in the US, forgive me if I'm wrong here, but that's not guaranteed no. either, is it though? They can sort of have their contracts ripped up. Like, yeah. Oh. Well, they can. And then, they have what they call guaranteed money in their contract. So normally you'd sign and the guaranteed money would be like $3 million, But then you have all these incentives in the contract to then make it up to $20 million. So I think that's how his is, um, right. how his is set up. Um, but so do they report – so is $20 million like the reported money that he'll definitely – like guaranteed and it could be more or is that just – Nah, I think the max you can make is twenty. So guaranteed to be like 2 or $3 million to like show up, train, play yep. in a few games. Yep. And then if he scores like X amount of points or averages, you know, 15 points a game, makes like an all-star team, whatever, he gets bonuses to put his team. Crazy money over there. I think the minimum – uh, in the M- NFL, the minimum wage you can be on is 810 US. So that's nearly, you know, a million dollars. In the, in the NFL, uh, sorry, in the NBA, the minimum salary is 925,000 US. Mm. That's if you've had years of experience. So if you're on three years of experience, it's 1.7 million. That's fine. If you're on, on two years, it's 1.6. One year is 1.5. So just like... Pretty, pretty crazy how much money they're on over there. It's, it's unbelievable, and especially when you think about the AFL. Like, I know it's not generating as much money, but players should be – they definitely should be getting paid a lot more. The AFL is absolutely robbing the players. It's unbelievable. Mm. Correct, correct. Obviously, GMZ broke Ben Simmons a couple of weeks ago now. Yeah, what's happening? The update on that, uh, wow, things are really – Starting to go sour on this front, I think. I think Philly have said, "We'll either won't trade you, or we're going to force you to come back in." And he's and Ben's gone back saying, "No, nah, I'm not coming to any training or or game throughout the season. If that happens, he wants out." So obviously, yeah. the Trailblazers are still in the box seat, from what my sources tell me. No updates on that one. That'll that'll obviously play out how it plays out. Sorry, man. I don't know if you've noticed. I'm feeling a bit unmotivated at the moment. Why's that? Oh, I don't know. I've been on TikTok and. Found this guy who gives me motivational talks. And whenever I watch him, I just feel a bit better about my life. So do you mind if I just play myself one? Maybe Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. All right, then. Yeah, that's better. Now I feel good. <sighs> Sorry about that. I'll keep playing throughout the episode. Just obviously, guys, if you need some motivation, do you feel better after that? I do. I feel very motivated after yeah. that one. That's Thanks, great. Man. No, no worries. There's nothing better than TikTok motivational videos that just get you right up and about. Oh, mate, nothing better than going on TikTok and just... I think everyone on TikTok thinks they're like a motivational speaker, which is great. I'm all for it. I'm all for thinking you're someone that you're definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> all for it. So uh, I'll just keep playing those guys, obviously. Now we're going to do a bit of motivational in this podcast. Just this one episode, we'll yep. not be keep doing it. But um, just when I feel like we're feeling a bit flat in the episode, I'll try and bring us back up with that guy. Please do. Please do. Let's move on to some, some footy ball before we get into... What a big game it's going to be this weekend. Some mm. news. Uh, what's your thoughts on this? Now, we're obviously, we, we bleed blue. Um, you bleed yeah. a little bit of red and red and yellow, and I also obviously yeah. bleed a bit of orange and charcoal. Yeah. But charcoal. Michael Voss oh, yeah. looks set to join the Blues. That's, honestly, now, that's, oh, we do love the footy club, but if that's true, if that report is true, as a fan, strictly for myself, that is flattening. How do you go from Clarko, and with all due respect to Michael Voss, like... Vossi coached, I think he coached Brisbane for four years and led them to like 40 wins. Mm. And they had a young list that was like developing with talent, high-end draft picks, and then they all left and, and got out of there. So if that is true, I'm sure he's a good bloke, but that would, yeah, don't know about that move. It's it's interesting, I think. You, you think that when Carlton would have sacked Teague, they thought that they would have had like a game plan in place to probably go 
to, mm. to get, you know, Ross Lyon or to get a um, Alistair Clarkson. But, it's yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting to see what happens there. Um, and, and I said this throughout the week as well, like, it's not so much even who they get to coach the club, but it's like, who are they going to get to actually come in as the assistants, um, the senior assistants, director of coaching, all these types of roles? It's a bit concerning to think that, like, there's literally no one really else out there that they can get. I, I just saw before as well, like, on Channel 7, uh, Instagram, that Clark had literally put the line through and said, how many times have I said this? I want a break. So that's scary. It's embarrassing. Yeah. Do you, yeah. We've kind of messed it up. Do you reckon, I know this has worked for me a couple of times when I've um, done something I shouldn't have or feeling a bit bad about something that's happened. Do you reckon if we send Teague like a, a nice cheese platter or hamper and just say, hey, in the card, really sorry, thoughts on coming back, question mark, he'd come back or not? Well, he's just signed with the Tigers. So I don't know if that's going to happen anymore. Okay. Well, let's double his salary and bring him back. <laughs> It literally, like, I, I don't know. I, I, I have a feeling Carlton is going to come and say, "Ha, oh, we're joking. Like, we've got all these plans, but like, there's just nothing that's sort of like looking like happening at the moment, mate. It's, it's bizarre. It is bizarre. I don't know. I, yeah, we've fully botched it, but I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to go there next year, and I've said my services are still available. Happy to set the tone there again next year, but you know, they're not making it easy for me. I haven't even heard about the review. Don't know who the coach is. Like, sure, the players need to find out who the coach is so they can do their preseason training, work out the game plan. But how about a thought for me when I'm there rocking the absolute shit out of the G or Marvel Stadium to 5,000 fans? To a full crowd. Yeah, you'd think the priorities need to be yeah. messed up. You know, they, they need to be signing you on at least a two to three yeah. year deal. Because Blues, guaranteed and if, if you listen money. to this, Blues, I'll fucking walk. Like, I'm not scared. <laughs> okay? I heard Gold Coast want me. They want to fly me in and out. <laughs> to set the tone up there to at least 2,000 members. And I'll do it. Oh. I'll rock the shit out of Metricon Stadium. So, yeah, it's disappointing. Let's move on bit, in this. It's yes. trade period as well, Danny Boy. This is exciting time of the year, and I love this time of the year. I love player movement. I think it's good for the game. People that say it's bad for the game, I don't understand it. Like, you say it's bad for the loyal fans. Well, players are moving to other clubs, so those fans are getting excited. So it's only mm. bad if a player leaves your club. But if you bring players in, it's a good thing. Yeah. It's going to be good. I'm really excited for this. I want to put a – because GMZ is such an incredibly news-breaking, it's a great, you know, yeah. a really, really, really awesome and integral yeah. part of the show, and Correct. I really appreciate all the hard work you do. Thank you. Um, I would love for you to put in some work on this and try and find some breaking news on, on trades. Oh, mate, you – I might have something for you coming up. Wow. So we'll wow. talk about later. Danny boy, it's time for people who. People who. People who. We hate the things that these people do. Oh, goodness gracious, goodness gracious. What do you got for me this hey, week, my grand friend? grand final edition. Let's do it about the grand final. A lot of people who come out this time of the year, obviously with the brand on, telling you about who they reckon is going to win, the grand final, Norm Smith, first goal, whatever it may be. But people who complain about brown low votes. It's just, I had a few messages. I think we did that yeah, today. We, we have, we did do that. But the vote specifically when like they're tracking it and they're, I know they got some wager on or whatever they're doing. They're like, oh, no, 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 no. He had fucking 43. He had 43 and they got two votes. What the fuck? No, that's like, who cares? Like, it's a brown, relax. Okay. It's the brown low. Take it easy. I um, It reminds me of a time I played with a player who was a chance to win a few um, and a couple of times. And he went, obviously, and with a table. I didn't get invited to the table. Like, fuck no. It was like top five players that year uh, at the club get to go to the Brownlow. And this person, obviously, was a red-hot chance. Anyway, they give you the form guide on the table of Brownlow. And you can pull out the form guide and track how other people are going in what round. So you could see in round seven, okay, um, Bont's going to have 28 and, and two. You know, he's probably going to get votes there. Or um, Max is going to have 15 and, and one goal. He's probably not going to pull votes. Anyway, this red-hot favourite didn't drink a beer hardly all night, tracked the record, and every time he didn't get votes where he thought he was, he'd be like, nah, that's fucked. Uh, look, look here. I had 33 to go. That's, that's, nah, that's not on. Nah, nah, nah. Like, don't do that. That's my people who. I'm assuming this is a, I'm going to work out who this okay, is. From, yeah, from Gold Coast. If you're going to say, is it Sam Day again? From Gold Coast. Is it Danny Stanley? <laughs> <laughs> How do you know? It's Danny Stanley. Yeah, now is it Alec Madgen? <laughs> I actually remember him, Alex Macon. You trying to you trying to find Macon. other people, random people? Was it Jacob Gilby? <laughs> Jacob Gilby, no, not him. It wasn't Seb Tate, was it? <laughs> You're getting warmer. Joel Tippett. Yeah, done. It was Joel. Joel Tippett was tracking it. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, good. Good to know. Good to know. That is a bit of the people who. Hey, I missed the brief on the um on the uh, actual grand final people who this week. I just sort of found another one. One of my it. mates, Jack Jeffrey. 
Thanks so much for sending this one in. And I never even realized this till he sent it. And that's what I love about people who the innocuous uh, things that you don't even know people are doing until someone says it. And you don't even know what annoys you till uh, it's brought up in, in your mind. As I said, Jack Jeffrey, this one sent this through. People who get their name imprinted on the back of their oh. iPhone case. <laughs> yeah. What? Sucks. What are I've you seen doing? That you don't need that on the back of your phone. Like, what? You're never losing it. Be like, oh, anyone, anyone see my initials on that? It's mine. Like, if it's your phone case, just ring your phone. Like, that'll just tell you if it's your phone or not. Like, everyone's got an iPhone. Just ring it. Yeah, not for me. Not for me. I don't love that one. It's not bad. Uh, random. I went for a bit of a deep dive in the um, in the DMs there as we as we occasionally go in there. Obviously, the dog thing, we went in there, saw a lot of scary dogs that we don't even know if are dogs or not. Um, still trying to figure out. But there's a couple of things that oh, came yeah. to my attention. This was one of them. Kay, Caleb Monroe says, hey, lads, assuming you're well. Assumed well. On the back of last week's episode and your bad coffee order segment, I possibly have the worst food order in general. My mate's mum, when at Macca's, swaps out the beef patties in a Big Mac for the fish patties, so it becomes a big fish mac. (laughs) Oh, that's actually not bad. No, don't mind that. Don't do that. That (laughs) Don't mind that. That's actually all right. That's a three-tiered fish fillet. Oh, that's yeah. That makes me feel a little bit sick. Gee, some of the coffee orders that we've been copying though, throughout this time as well. Yeah. It's been truly, truly horrific on some of yeah, those. I know. But we'll make sure we, we read some of them out next week when we're back in studio. We're going to be a lot more prepared. And, and please keep remembering to send in your dogs uh, next week when we've got the video going. I would love for you to send in a video. This is what I want. Send in two videos to list cloggers. Send in one saying, hey, Dill, this is my dog. What do you think it is? I need help. And I will tell you what the dog is. And then if you have an idea of what you think it is, send that in as another video after that because we'll play one. We'll play the first video. I'll tell you and diagnose you what the dog is. And then after that, we'll play the second video of you saying what it is. And we'll see if I got it right. I like that. Yeah, great call. Just while we're here, I guess the Strava thing, guys, please stop following me on Strava. Like I don't, I don't use, I did one run as a, like a salute to you all. Please stop, like I get the email, I get the notification, I get your comment notifications. Please just stop following me. I don't appreciate it. I don't use it. And, and then this obviously ties into Braden, who I agree with this because I actually had to go look at what was happening on Strava because you guys kept blowing up my Strava profile. And he goes, people who caption their Strava, slow Saturday or something when they pump out four-minute oh, Ks. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Uh, just a shout-out to, uh, again, list clogger of the generation, Nick Graham does this. He, he makes a point when he's doing his, his run on the weekend. If he's not feeling his best, he makes sure he says – Felt like shit today, just took it easy. It's like, we, we don't care. Like, we honestly, no one cares. No one's judging you on what K-Face you're running. Yeah. Just cop it on the chin. If you're slow, you're yeah. slow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, yeah, was it wasn't feeling good 3Ks in. Still pumped out 15, pretty slow, 4, 14Ks an hour. Right, four minute, four minute, yeah. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. I've got another one. I know we spoke about him last week, but Jake McBean, seriously, it's like he invented, like he thinks he genuinely invented running last week. He's the only person that's ever, he's the only person that's ever stayed fit, apparently. He's just like genuinely thinks he's like the man. He goes around on Strava now just commenting on other people's, on other people's like runs saying, do you want to race? Yeah, I'd smash you. Like, (laughs) shut up. Honestly, (laughs) shut up. Yeah, fuck yeah. I just want to stop fucking following me on Strava, please. Yeah, yeah. Guess what? Guess what time it is, man? What time is it? Time for that show in the week. Um, ah, damn. Unfortunately, I don't have much for you this week. Got no motivation? Just kidding. I've got heaps. Play the sting. GMZ. GMZ. All right. Deal, deal. You silly goose, mate. Just when you think I'd, you think I'd come unprepared to my own segment? You are a moron. I always come prepared. And this time, obviously, grand final show... This GMZ has taken its own life form. It's almost become its own entity itself. And You've I, been getting I, quoted in like newspapers and, and, and Instagram yeah. pages about GMZ. That's actually scary that that's happening. Um, just to confirm, I do know a little bit about what's going on. Obviously, I've broken some of the biggest stories. Um, surprised I didn't get mm. voted or nominated for Reporter of the Year. Maybe next year, but because it's the last really grand final episode GMZ before we move into um, the off-season... Um, I just want to dedicate this one to all the eyes and ears that I have on the ground. I have so many eyes and ears on the ground, man. That just people mm-hmm. see things, they hear things, and, and they're part of the company, GMZ. They're part of the system. So I want to dedicate this one to them. GMZ again. GMZ. G- oh, sorry. She says anonymous. Cut that out. Beep out the name. <laughs> GMZ. GMZ. I want to remain anonymous. 
Wow. <laughs> you know what's cool when that says? Some potential info on Chris Scott. Wow. Dad's physio, who has a close connection to AFL, has spilled <laughs> that Scott has asked for a payout next year, claiming if Geelong don't want him in 2022, he wants out now. Wow. How good is James A? Just scoop after scoop. Here's another one. Here's a third scoop on your ice cream cone. Danny Jones. Don't know if you want to be anonymous. Too bad. Got some GMZ content for you this week, Goz. Adam Chera spotted him running near the Yarra just now wearing a Melbourne Demons hat. No. Hey, I know you like to see him at the Blues next season, but I reckon there's something in that. Adam Chera's wow. running around the Yarra with a Demons hat on. <laughs> Are you sure it was Adam Chera? Oh, who else is going like to be, it mate? It could have literally been anyone with a Melbourne hat on. I'm not sure. Uh, okay, so uh, let me answer this then. Coincidence, he wants to come home. He, he's from Melbourne. He wants to go to a Melbourne team. He's got a Melbourne Demons hat on. Do the maths, mate. Don't be a bloody moron. Of course it's him. It's impressive. It's impressive. Yeah, you've you've really set the tone this week for GMZ. Is that it or you got more? That's what I got for you this week. That's impressive. Thank you to, yeah, good. thank you to everyone. Obviously some big stories there. And thank you for being my eyes and ears on the ground. Obviously trade period. Going to be coming up. I'm going to be throwing out a heap of scoops that are probably going to be way off. One might stick and then it's hallelujah. But uh, the rest we're not sure about. But thank you everyone for being involved. Love you so much. And again, I'm going to sing for you. I am bringing the scoops for you. Do you want a GMT scoop for ice cream? Lick it, lick it, lick it, lick it up. <laughs> oh, I like the ice cream. That's good. Thank you. Hey, can I, can I, can I give a DMZ? Oh, please. Oh, mate, of course. I, I had one. I, I thought you'd maybe this might have been inbox to you as well. So I let you go. I know it's an incredible segment. You got well, some no, great it's about fans. Me, so I thought I'd let it go. Someone, <laughs> it's, not, it's not that. Someone emailed. Uh, emailed. Someone messaged me in uh, Marky Christian Orchid. Now again, I'm not sure if they want to be known as as identity or not. But this isn't really GMZ. It's actually just a fact that they saw. And this is the Melbourne Demons really setting the tone in Western Australia. Did some shopping at Universal Store in City of Perth. Who walks in? Corny, Jake Lever and Big Tommy Mac. Tommy and Maxie don't buy anything and Jake buys whatever. Jake totally sets the biggest tone by say, saying who he is and who the other boys are to the cashier lady while there was other people walking around the shop not bothered at asking who they are. And Jake was wearing leather Crocs. Oh. Then they go on to say people who wear Crocs in public. That's disgusting for one. Two, how good is the fact that Jakey Lever's going around telling everyone who the Melbourne Demons are in the shop and no Drop one's even it. asking? <laughs> we Drop love that. Fuck that. It's actually great. I love, um, just on Jake Lever, he's a great player, good bloke. He's just the one person that you'd never suspect to have a massive Lever tattoo on him. Have you seen his tat? Yeah, <laughs> it's, great. it's great. It's got a massive lever tat. I'm all for it. Just putting your own name, putting your it. own sticker on you, branding your, yourself with your own name. I'm all for yep. it. Yeah, no. I'm all for it. All, all the merry to him. So all the power to him. And again, as you said, you've got some great uh, eyes and ears out there. But thank you to Marky Christian Awkward for, for sending that one through. We love having eyes and ears out in the streets. And um, it does mean the world to us. Hey, let's move on. It's time for our new segment called The Stats Man, brought to you by our friends at KO. That's right. Now that the 2021 AFL season is drawing to a close, let's see who the superior list clogger is. We're going to ask a set of questions to see who has a bigger brain when it comes to knowing the latest AFL season back to front. Statsman is made possible by KO's interactive stats feature, which lets you dive into a world of facts and figures. Taking you well beyond the game, launched during a match, you'll enjoy a real feast for the eyes with analysts and key statistics per game. It's just another great feature from the Legends at KO. Danny, here's some questions from the finals. You've got three questions. I've got to see what you got right, and they're all around stats. Who had the most tackles in the Doggies Port prelim? Mm, Libba. No. One more okay. guess. Um, oh, I'm going to go with Peter Adams. No. It was oh. actually Scott Lysett. Oh, what? How good. Random. Big Scotty. Set the time. Right. Uh, who had the most contested possessions in Essendon versus Doggies elimination final? Draper. No. Um, Bond. No. Oh, Jackson McRae. Oh, Jack. Which team oh. had more clearances in the D's Cats prelim? Which team did? Yeah. Oh, mate, D's for sure. By an absolute country mile. The Cats. Had more clearances. Is that true? That's mate, they won by 4,000 points. I know. Well, these are the these are the stats that KO give us, mate. They're incredible wow, and they're very, very true. Great so insight. Exciting. I never I wouldn't know So you that. got absolutely zero. Give me a go. Okay, then. Do you have this? Try this one for size. Who had the most contested possessions in the Geelong D's prelim? Clayton Oliver. No. Patrick Dangerfield. Jack Viney. Off to a good start. Mm. How many disposals did Lockie Neal have in the first qualifying final? 
28. No, he had a lot more than that. 36. He had 46. Holy fuck. And last, how many goals did Orazio kick in the first Port qualifying final? Three. Four. Oh, sorry. I didn't really have another chance. Mm-hmm. Let's kick four, four. sorry. Four. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yes. correct, man. Nailed it. <laughs> One nil. How good is that? And how so good is the good. access from KO? And uh, that's unbelievable. Dan, did you also know that Cricket lives here on the KO app? Uh, that's right, Deal. Our record-breaking women have kicked off the summer with their series against India. Underway, and then we turn our attention to the ICC Men's T20 World Cup, which is live and exclusive on Fox Cricket, available on KO. Can't catch the whole game? Scroll through the wide selection of KO Minis, KO's condensed match replays. To catch up on all the action, you might have missed the night before. Thanks to the legend of KO for making this segment possible. New to KO, sign up for free trial at kosports.com.au. Get on it and get real. And uh, they're good. Fantastic. We love KO. Thank you so much. Hey, now let's move on to a very, very big thing. The reason we're here, the reason we get up in the morning, and it's that one day in September. It's the AFL Grand Final this week. How exciting. So Fuck, I don't even know where to start, Dan. Who wins oh, this game? I just need to start off with some more motivation, if that's all right. Yeah, please do. I'm feeling a bit flat. Okay, me too. That's better now. I feel better after that. You feel right now? I feel so motivated right now. That's fantastic. Thank you. Because I'll never sit there and cry about someone ever. Fucking needed that. (laughs) Hey, like you said, you said, biggest week of the year for these two teams. It's actually one of those grand finals where I think most fans would be happy if either team wins. Yeah. It's genuinely hard to pick a winner for this. And I don't, I honestly don't know. If you you go head to head, if you go like, all right, who's the better team? Who's more informed? You'd say Melbourne and you'd say that they're probably favourites going into this game. But mm. the strength with the doggies from my point of view is the fact that they've got this underdog mentality. They've done it in 2016. They're on this ride that's just been absolutely unbelievable. And they're role players. They love playing roles on certain players. Um, and I think that that's the thing that can actually help them get across the line against the D. So it's honestly such a game. I, I cannot split who's going to win this game. And I'm not just saying that because I'm best mates with every single bloke out there. Yeah, yeah it's going to be hard for you to watch. You might have to obviously keep your eyes closed for, for most of it just in case all your mates get hurt or you don't want to see them compete against each other, obviously. So I think it's actually so like D's are red hot, but then the doggies come in and everyone's written them off every game up to this one. But they just mm. literally, they, they run so deep in the midfield. Like they just love, they love, Obviously, contested footy. They love stoppages. Then their midfielders get to every every contest. So I don't know. I don't know. I can't pick it. It's literally just do you go on form or do you pick um, the doggies who just keep proving us wrong. Oh, I know it's tough. Let's just quickly go through a bit of the background of each club. So Melbourne Footy Club. They've been in a premiership drought since 1964. Goodwood took over the coaching reins in 2017. Um, Maxi Gorn's obviously doing an incredible job there. They've been the strongest team all year round. It's been amazing seeing like people get the credit for this. Like. I feel like for some reason Goodwin just doesn't get any credit when it comes no. to coaching. Like people are saying this week there's like an article saying this has been built by Paul Ruse. I was like, what the no, fuck? It hasn't. This no, is this is like yeah. Goodwin has done this the whole time and obviously Choco's been a massive support coming into that this year. But at the end of the day, it's it's Simon Goodwin's the head coach. He's got to be responsible for this. Western yeah. Bulldogs Cody Waitman, who's uh, who's an absolute oh, star. Like Hopefully, he comes back in. We love him. Mm. Um, they fell out of the four. Kane Corns, one of the you know friend of list cloggers. He he wrote them off. A lot of people wrote them off. I think even I wrote them off, which which is incredible. You didn't? No, I think you you wrote both these teams off. We actually had the audio from like four weeks ago. You said that both these teams are done. Ah, um, they're well. led by a genuine superstar of, of Hall of Famer of Bontempelli. One in twenty sixteen with the elimination final. Doggies looking. Like doing it the hard way. We spoke about Rourke Smith last week, absolute star. Gardner pouring pints at Yarraville, playing for Footscray, who's made his way. Bailey Smith, final series has like been no other, to be honest. And um, Mitch Hannon, who joined the Doggies, is actually playing for the D's now. Yeah, look, obviously a lot. And just on that, just on that, actually, sorry to add to that bit, you've... We've just had intel from a lot of fans in the show. You have tipped against the dogs the last eight weeks. Uh, man, I'll, I'm probably going to tip against them nine times, and I'll get a reaction every time. And again, tipping, you know, we tip. We're not like your other tipsters where we're just tipping to try and get one up on each other. We're tipping because we want to see all these teams do really well. And when I tip against the doggies, it's because I want to get a reaction out of them. And I've obviously done mm-hmm. that. So yep. do I get a medal on Saturday if they win? Probably not. Should I? Up to you guys to decide. Probably. I don't know. Probably. Um, yeah, look, obviously, a lot of key matchups here that will go a long way to winning the game. you got Dre on Cozzy. That's actually a great huge, matchup. Huge. Huge. It's going to be massive. 
I, I, I did a job on uh, Cameron, would have been two weeks ago now, and yeah. he did a really good job playing him from behind. I watched the vision from behind the goals. Um, Same. I, yeah, because I want to see the I want to see the running patterns. I want to see where they're positioning, just so I can obviously send in emails to Goody to let him know, like obviously where to get a bit of a, a, a one up. I got Norton, who ever play on May or Petty, our boy Petty. We love Petty. He's been in red hot form as well. And then does Shaki do what he did to Aaliyah Lear, go to Lever and make him a candle in the air? You think probably that worked really well. And then you come to the middle. And this is where this is where it gets fun. Bont, Track, Oliver, Petrarca, Gorn, Smith, McRae, Libber. Keep you can keep naming them. You can go all day. And so oh, that's where it'll be one right there in the midfield. Yeah, it's it's very very impressive. I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing how it all goes. This game's massive. You, you've said all the massive matchups, but obviously it's yeah it's gonna be huge. I, I really don't even know who's who's gonna win this game. So, Danny boy, let's get into some predictions, my friend, because we love to predict the game, the great game that is AFL in the grand final. And it's exciting. Let's go for. It. I'm ready to predict. Um, what do you want to start with? Well, I'm gonna ask you a question. Yeah. Which key matchup will decide the game, and how will it play out? Oh, I. Obviously, the midfield is an easy one to go for. I think Norton may will decide it. Mm. Norton doesn't need a marker more, but as long as he's flying at everything and crashing packs, that's where it's won, I reckon. Um, That's a bloody good call. I think a massive matchup will be with May. Now, we know he's not injured, but under that cloud of of people thinking there might be something there, I think it it puts even a big emphasis on Jake Lever. And if you're if you're an absolute footy head like myself, oh, you um, you'd, you'd know that last week uh, Josh Shackey went to Alir Ali in that in that final, played a massive role on him, intercepting, and then actually kicked a couple of goals as well. So it was massive. So I think that that Shackey role lever will be massive. Yeah. yeah, good call by you. And you are a footy head, so it's glad. That Thank you've, you. Uh, Thank you. Drop that in. All right, Norm Smith. Who you got for it? Oh, this is tough. I think that this bloke's built for this stage. I think it's exciting for him. Oh, I've picked one from each team. I've picked one from each. Harry Pitt is in incredible form. I've picked one from each team here. Doggies, I've got Tom Liberatore. Yep. Melbourne, I've got Petrarca. Yeah, nice. I'm just going one out here. I think Gorn. Maxi Gorn. Win, lose, mate. He just, I reckon he's going to set oh, it. Oh, mate. He's a captain. He's kicked five in the last game. He sets the tone for the boys. He's so scary. I reckon he wins it, regardless of the result. We haven't even spoken about this one, but give us your first goal tip. I'm going to go with Jimmy Spargo. Yeah, great call. Um, first goal. Oh, I reckon first goal would be a doggy's first goal. It'll be Mitch Hannon. Yeah, against the old team. You just said doggies. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, he plays yeah, the dogs. Thanks. You thought Fantastic. you played for Melbourne, didn't you? Yeah, that was last year, man. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nice. Uh, left field prediction. Have you got one of them? Uh, yes, I do. The venue, they the the stadium, they will run out of tomato sauce by three quarter time. There will wow. be no tomato sauce ready at the, at the at the ground for pies, for sausage rolls, for chips. They're going to run out completely. Not sure how I'm going to track that since I did sack my eyes and ears on the ground over there a couple of weeks ago, but. I need someone to keep me updated on the source situation all game. Uh, mine is that someone doing the halftime sprint is going to do their hammy <laughs> or an injury. I think someone's someone's going to do something. One of the players in that halftime sprint is going to do something. Uh, halftime sprint. If you're in that, that is literally I'm just going in third gear. I've got free tickets to the game. I get to roll out at halftime, go at 60 70%. And that's all I'm doing. Like they're not going. Surely they're not going for it. No, they're not at all. They're not at all. But um, I think the winners actually get like ten grand or something. So I think someone. Lucky I'm not there. Most goals. I'm going Aaron Norton. I think the astronauts can have a big one. He's playing on his home deck too. We forget he's the mayor of Western Australia over there, the Prince of Perth. Mm. He's going to really set the tone. I think uh, in terms of goal kicking. Yeah, I'm going Luke Jackson. Yeah. Most goals. I reckon he's going to stay at home forward, let Maxi do his thing in the ruck, and then Lukey Jackson's going to start clunking him left, right, and centre. Mm. Okay. Dogger. That's what I call him. Um, Sunday I headline. Sunday headline. D's, D's get up. Source. Please help us. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that was shocking. D's win. No source. That was shit. Mine is D's in the doghouse. Player tears Hammy off bone <laughs> in grand final sprint. <laughs> Fuck, I can definitely see like the Herald and the Age um, advertiser, whatever paper it is, they can definitely use those headlines. So that's for free, yeah, guys, reporters out there. Definitely. Um, What's the result and margin to finish this game? We've said it 14 times on this, and I'm not joking. It is so hard to split these teams. I feel like it could be decided within one point. That's why I've said 
a one-point margin. Who do you think wins? Fuck. Do they go an extra time in the grand final? I'm yes. going draw. Yeah. Oh, no, no. No, no, no. There can't be a draw. We've, we've done this like two years ago. There was a draw. Yes, they don't do in another game next week, I think, do they? Just, they got an extra time. No, they do another game next week. No, they do another game. No, they don't. They do extra time, don't they? No, no. It's a draw. You have another game next week. They changed it to finals, so it's extra time. Okay. Sorry, what are we agreeing on it's, here? It's definitely, it definitely goes extra the grand finals a repeat. Time. No, you don't do it anymore because it's a big fuck around. Really? Yeah, they, they changed it. Extra, it's extra five or ten minutes. I think I honestly oh, think it's going to be a draw, and then doggies get them by three points. Wow, that's big. And then this headline. I, was, I, I said the dogs by one. I said the dogs by one point. I, I seriously think it's going to be such a close game. Um, I've no idea. <laughs> <laughs> then they can use this headline: Dogs draw with D's. The, the source, please, someone, please help us get source here. We're all out of source. <laughs> Oh, I hate you Thanks. so much. Um, big question though: Does Max Gorn uh, into a certain Hofer? What does that Hall mean? Famer. Oh my god! <laughs> does you read this run I've sheet? I've never ever seen anyone put the, a Hofer does, like that. A Hofer. What on is the run that? Sheet, guys, it says capital H O capital F E R for Hall of Famer and. Deal, you've gone. It says ER, it's Hofer. Does this bring Max Gorn into a certain Hofer? <laughs> I reckon he's a Hofer. He wins a flag. Oh, nah, I don't reckon. Yeah, they, they, they don't hand him out these days. No, they don't. Um, but but don't. I, I do think that, no, I haven't got one. Um, I, I do think that this will go a long way to doing that. Max Gorn has absolutely lit this stage up, and I, it's going to be exciting. No matter who wins this week. It's going to be good for the game. Can you imagine, though, if there wasn't a lockdown and if there wasn't all this stuff going on, oh. can you imagine how big a grand final would be in Melbourne with Melbourne and the Doggies playing? Mate. Like It's it's unbelievable matchup. It's, um, the city, Melbourne itself, it's obviously leading now, on that Sunday would be rocking. Every bar, every pub around yep. the G in Melbourne itself would be going absolutely off. So it's a shame, obviously, we're not going to be able to do anything here in Melbourne to see it, but... Good on people in Perth. Perth, get around it. Go set the tone. Get to every bar you can. Set it hard. Set it hard. Set it hard for us. Yeah, it's a shame we don't get to see it. It is a shame. It is a shame. But um, as you said, Dan, you said it beautifully. Mm. Perth is a deserving state. We love our Western Australians. We know they're going to do it well. And um, I'm excited for this game. It's going to be awesome to watch. I think we've touched on it all. We probably didn't give you any answers on no. anything to do no, with the nothing. game. But I think just to sum that up, we don't know who's going to win. We're not sure what the headline is going to be. Yeah. Not sure on any of the matchups. But besides that, Good luck yeah. and yeah, enjoy. Yeah. And let us know about the source if you're there as well. Now, exciting times here. Can I say just a big thank you to everyone that's been tuning in for this? I know of late there's been a few people in the, in the DMs that have um, have you seen? Dill, you know, we locked down. We need more content. We think you'd run out, but you just don't. You all you do is live for us. You live for the for the Priority Pick family, and we love you so much. So I do really appreciate all those kind messages last week. Last week, I've got to be honest here, and I'd be I'd be pissing down everyone's back and telling them it's raining if I wasn't honest yep. with with the group and with the the community. Clickbait. Yeah, that sucked. Oh, not fair. That genuinely sucked. Yeah, no, I just don't know why. I, I I'm sorry for handing that one out. Like it was. Look, it's a surface it's a surface level series. Like, good on you. It's it's what surface level people watch, but not for me. Yeah. Not for me. It's not what I do, and it's not how I like to to send people. To, to watching that sort of stuff. So I'm sorry if I wasted your time with that one. But this week, I'm hoping I can make up for it. This week, I'm going with a documentary. Sorry, do you want some more inspo before uh, you start was, this? If you feel it was back into flat. 2013. Yeah. Okay. All right, then. Here's a little bit, bit more, one more inspo then. Quick. Just the last one, just because I know you've been feeling a bit flat. I'm good now to go. You're ready to go when you are. I feel better after that. I don't know about life, but this segment's <laughs> fucked. Um, now, Blackfish. This one's called 2013... Um, American documentary film directed by Gabriella Corperthwaite. Obviously a great director there. Um, it concerns Tilikum. Now, Tilikum is an orca, which is in, in um, surface level terms, is a killer whale held by SeaWorld and the controversy over captive killer whales. So basically this is about um, SeaWorld in the US, how they capture killer whales and put them into, into SeaWorld. It's just unbelievable. It's fucking, it's disgusting. It's heartbreaking watching these killer whales be like taken away from their families into captivity and then they get trained. Now part of this is, Dan, which is unreal. Like they reckon that these killer whales are genuinely like the smartest animals on earth. I, I have to agree with Have you seen the documentary? I have. It's actually really good. It's unbelievable. They capture these killer whales, they put them in captivity, they train them 
And all of a sudden, this one whale called Tilikum, which has been um, you know taken away for its mother, it was beaten up by all the other killer whales in there. It attacks trainers, so it attacked a trainer and nearly killed one of the trainers. It actually, I don't want to ruin the, the documentary, but it may may or may not have taken a few other lives. Oh um, and SeaWorld try and pretty much cover this up. And I don't want to go much too much further into this, but. There is some things that's very controversial how they say that they're getting rid of Tilikum, but all they're actually doing is moving the whale to different sea worlds around the world. And they're also breeding off this whale so that when it comes back, it's actually got like tendencies to still be attacking humans. So in the first place, they shouldn't even be having whales in these type of facilities. But it is so eye-opening to see like what the fuck has actually been happening. Like you feel so shit for actually going to these types of places when you're a kid, yeah. but... I don't even know. Are they even like real things anymore? Whales? Uh, <laughs> no, whales. <laughs> whales are real. Oh. Talking about SeaWorld. Ah, uh, whales, the unicorns of the sea, as I call them. Uh, SeaWorlds <laughs> are definitely, they're definitely still around. There's one on the Gold Coast, but, you know, ever since I've. You'd know, because you used to have the three, you'd have to have the four park superpass down there at Gold Coast. Yeah. You used to probably go to SeaWorld most weekends. There in the Hogs Beth. But ever since I've seen that duck, I've stopped eating whales. Um, just, you know, it opens your eyes up a lot. Well, in all seriousness, no, I don't eat whales. Um, great show, though. And um, it does show how smart these whales are. I'm addicted to them now. I've been watching heaps of YouTube videos oh on God. killer whales oh and how God. they attack their prey. They can speak to each other. They are the smartest animals in the ocean. They're actually quite scary. They're, they're, they don't, they're the only animals. They've actually attacked more humans than sharks have. Mate, what comes up on your, your, your YouTube recommended, like rig shields, YouTube through balls the other week? Like what comes up? It'd be so random. Killer whales, through balls, rig shields. Been watching a lot of Vice documentaries. If anyone's on Vice, I watch like those short 10-minute documentaries on like ganglands. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. It's right across the world. I like watching the ones as well, like the tours through the Brazilian fafellas. Oh, wow. Yeah, right. That all that is. Favelas. 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 A few fellas. Favelas. I can't say that word probably. Favelas. Favelas. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's about it. So that's got I. That's got eight point one on IMDb, and that that honestly is a good one to get on. And can I give a podcast recommendation? Go too? for it. Well, you're on a roll. You're on a heater. Keep going. No, I'll, I'll save it for next week. I'll save it for next week because I can't keep giving it. Like, everyone's they're still behind on some of these. These people they need to watch it. So watch Blackfish first. Let us know what you think. So check that one out, fam. It's unbelievable. And get it on. Thanks again for joining us this week. And um, hopefully enjoy the grand final. We can't wait to watch it. And um, just to just to confirm, Dan, we, we're not going anywhere. Once the season's done, we, we're going to continue yeah. on the show. Yeah, you wish we'd go. <laughs> we're sticking around for a bit. We'll always hang around. We'll never leave you. Never, ever. Back in back studio back in next studio, week. Back on YouTube. Try and contact YouTube. See, I don't know, are we suspended temporarily? Don't know. We haven't been on there for a while. Does Is lockdown playing a part with that? Like, who even knows anymore? What bloody day is it? <laughs> I'm just kidding, guys. Uh. Anyway, see you later. He's celebrating a point. Jackie Chan!